Good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Hope Church Online. We're so glad to be joining you this morning. I'm Ben. I'm Jonathan. And we want to just share with you what's happening here at New Hope Church. Well, first announcement is uh, we have this initiative called Home Groups here at New Hope. Uh, it's a vision to help empower and equip us to do church within our homes with the people that are closest to us. So our kids, our cats, our dogs, whatever, we're going to do it together. So if you're interested in training or starting one up, please do a, a search on our website and under discipleship, you'll be able to sign up and get more information. Jonathan, can you believe that it's October already? Oh, I can't. Yeah. And you know what that means, right? If it's October already, that means the holidays are right around the corner, which yes. means that Operation Christmas Child has started. In fact, this All past right. weekend, it has started. So you can actually pick up boxes. We had pickups yesterday on Saturday. We'll have pickups today uh, at 3 o'clock. And so you can actually read the slides, the information above us. And if you're wondering what Operation Christmas Child is, it's where we put together these shoe boxes to bless children in far places that they they don't have anything. And we get to give the gift of hope and the love of Jesus. Hosey guys, ox and anti here for show you guys how to fill a shoe box. Come on, brochure or something, huh? Oh yeah, this one right here. Okay, it says how to pack a shoe box. Ooh, how to pack a shoe okay, box. so you get this when you get your box. Okay, crayon, I Okay, wait. Okay, hold on, Ox, because there's a section here that says do not include and it says food. Oh, and it's not food. Uh, what is that? This is essential items. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's food. So you can't. No. No. Okay, no food. It says no candy. Toothbrush and toothpaste. Uh, you can put the toothbrush, but not the toothpaste. How do you brush your teeth? It's the brush. あの、どんな感じで、僕はもう、あ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、これ、
So be sure if you're interested in being a part of Operation Christmas Child this year, be sure to check out all the information right here and find out how you can be part of that. Yes, uh, Operation Christmas Child is a wonderful opportunity to put your faith into practice. And on October 30th, Friday night, we will have another opportunity to put our faith into practice. We have a prayer night uh, entitled Call. And every believer, every Christian, we are all called to pray. So for that evening, we will be praying for our nation, the world, uh, our leaders, our community, and our church. So please join us that evening. And on Saturday, October 31st from 4 to 6 p.m., we'll be having a drive-through contactless trunk or treat event for the entire family to enjoy. That's right. You stay in your vehicles and you go through and you get treats and candies. Kids can dress up and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we invite you to join us Saturday, October 31st for our drive-through contactless trunk or treat event. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, as we enter into the next few months, it's the holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you want to stay informed. So here's how you can stay informed. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter that lets you know of all the things that's happening here at our church. And be sure to follow us on our social media. Be sure to download our New Hope Church app or visit our website at www.newhopeville.org. So that's all the announcements we have for you guys today. And Jonathan, are you ready? Yeah, um, we're going to do the tithes and offerings right now. But first, please pay attention to this public service announcement. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Jonathan. I just wanted to encourage you guys to uh, wear your PPEs. Just recently, my boss at work got these face masks, so I've been trying to use them. But the only difficult thing with these face shields is uh, sometimes it's really difficult for me to brush my teeth. And it's even more difficult for me to shave. But the most difficult thing of wearing a face shield is that, unfortunately, I think I've developed a drinking problem. Okay, well that was kind of a, a, a silly, funny little thing, but actually, uh, I want to make a disclaimer. If you're going to wear, wear a face shield, you have to wear a mask underneath it. But, you know, the Bible, we need to wear a shield, we need to wear a face mask to keep safe medically and physically in this day and age. But the Bible talks about we needing a spiritual shield and strength. Uh, in Psalms 28.7, it says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. See, we need protection um, in this, in the physical world, but spiritually and supernaturally, we need the protection and we need the defense of Almighty God. So when we give, one of the greatest privileges and awesome things of giving is that we get to share the good news that we have a shield and a protector and a defender and a fortress that is out there and his name is Jesus and he's with us so let's go ahead and, and pray and bless this offering father God in Jesus name Lord you are our shield and our strength you are a defender and our hope and our fortress so right now we thank you so much Lord God for this offering we pray that you use it to to meet meet the needs of many people but most importantly 
most importantly, to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the entire world. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you know, Pastor Sean is continuing his series, Your Kingdom Come. And he's going to talk about every kingdom has a king. So with that, let's welcome up Pastor Sheldon. Good morning, Pastor Sheldon. Good morning, Pastor Ben. Jonathan, thank you guys so much. And again, thank you for investing in the kingdom of God. And that's what this series is all about. It's about his kingdom that should come. Because in this world, there are so many different kingdoms, as it were, because there are so many different people in power who want things done their way. That's why we have wars. That's why we have differences. And that's why we have nations rising up against nations. It's because everybody wants their kingdom. They want it done their way. And when we want things done our way, you're going to have differences. And it's just like even in our very own home, people do things their way differently. When we make the bed, I make the bed one way. Heidi makes the bed one way. So long as my way, eventually, when I'm finished, looks like her way. How I get there is my own method. But so long as it looks the same, well, you're going to have differences. Some of you wash dishes a certain way. Some of you do it a different way. And then you have to rewash because it wasn't washed the correct way. Everybody has differences. And even in life, when you're in a position of influence, and you, you uh, influence other people, or if you're a, a ruler of a nation, then your way is going to be the, the way that you fight for. That's what you, you have a passion for. You want it done this way. And that's the kingdoms of the world. In fact, here in Hawaii, we have, in the United States, we, we have only one true uh, palace, which is Iolani Palace, which is here in Hawaii. And our, our last a king here in Hawaii was King Kalakaua. And so when we think of a king, we here in Hawaii, we understand that. We understand that there's a monarchy, one ruler. In the kingdom of God, there is only one ruler. In his kingdom, there is only one king. And his name is Jesus. That's why we worship him. That's why we call him the king. And he is the capital king, king of all kings. And what that means is in the world, you're going to have kings, small k, king. Jesus is the king of all kings. And what that means is he rules over all. And not in the kind of rulership that he's going he's to uh, mandate things. He gives us the option and the choice to be a part of his kingdom, to be a part of something greater and bigger than ourselves. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we know that since the beginning of mankind, there's always been that struggle between mankind and God. But God gives us the vision of what his kingdom is all about, yet mankind keeps trying to build its own kingdom with no success. We try our very best, but not until we come to our senses do we begin to understand that his kingdom will never end. The kingdoms of this world will end. It's not eternal. Jesus is the king of his kingdom, and he invites us to be a part of it. He is the ruler of his kingdom and does not need a democratic system like how we have. He doesn't need any further input or help because of his wisdom, because of how he thinks, because of his love, because of his power. His kingdom is held by himself. He doesn't need help, but he invites us to be a part of it so that we can help others 
find him. You know, in the book of Luke, chapter 23, verses 42 and 43, you have these two thieves that were on the sides of Jesus while Jesus was being crucified. And one of them said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. We know this, that the kingdom of God, Jesus being the king, in the kingdom of God is paradise. It's, it's, it's a perfect place. It's a place where we belong. It doesn't matter what we did in our past. It doesn't matter what we're doing today. What matters is where we're heading. And the kingdom of God, because he has a king, and his name is Jesus, invites us to be a part of that kingdom. Not only did Jesus remember that person, the thief on the cross, but he didn't forget about him. Now, you might be thinking, doesn't that mean you didn't forget that he remembered him? No, no. You can remember something, but forget about it, and then remember later. Because you, you let's just say you, I've done this before. I'm, I'm in, uh, in Hilo, and I live outside of Hilo, and I'm thinking, I was supposed to pick up something. What was I supposed to get? And I didn't write it down. So I go home, and then by the time I get home, Heidi, who is my wife, will ask me, did you pick up this? I'm thinking, that's what I forgot. Now I remember. And so now I have to drive back. So we forget some things. But if we remember it later, then we take care of it. Now there's a time gap, or there's a space there. And when you forget something, what happens in between? What Jesus didn't do with this thief is not only did he remember, but he didn't forget. So when Jesus says to him, you will be with me today, you will be with me in paradise, he assured this man that Jesus himself is consistent and he is faithful. He's saying to this man, there's not going to be any, any gap between yourself and myself. There's not going to be Space between us that I've forgotten about you. I will always remember you. You are always on my mind. Because in my kingdom, I am the king, and this is how I love you. I will never forget about you, and I won't. I will remember you, and I won't forget about you. He could say this because he's the king of paradise. In the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, it tells us that the Son is the image of the invisible God. In other words, when people say, what is God like? Turn to Jesus. That's what God is like. Exactly like Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is the image of the invisible God. We can't see God, but we can see Jesus. Well, they could, could see Jesus physically. He's a representation of our Father in heaven. He is God in human form. Jesus is the Son. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church, which is all of us, he is the beginning and the firstborn from among, all, from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased 
to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him be reconciled to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's who our king is. That's who Jesus is. Every kingdom has a king. This is why Jesus said to pray in this manner in Matthew 6, 9 and 10 and 13. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Then he continues and he says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In other words, Jesus is reminding us that he is our father. It is about his kingdom that we're praying about. His kingdom come, not our kingdom, not here on this earth, not the kingdoms of the earth, but his kingdom. Here on earth, there are about 26 reigning kings right now. But in the kingdom of God, there is only one, and his name is Jesus. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. What he's saying is my kingdom will never end. So if you want to be a part of his kingdom, you're going to need to do a couple of things. Let's look at two things. Here's the first thing. Surrender my kingdom or your kingdom. Surrender your kingdom in exchange for his. That's the good news. Sometimes we think, well, what happens when I surrender my life to Jesus? Well, well I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You know what will happen? You'll get a better life. Ask anyone who has been following the Lord. Their life today has been better and is better than before they followed Jesus. Do we still go through struggles? Absolutely. But going through struggles with Jesus is a whole lot greater than living life on our own without Him. We have eternal promises that are given to us. That's why we can see the goodness of God because of his faithfulness. It's not our faithfulness. So we surrender our kingship, or as a woman, your queenship to his kingship. There can only be one ruler in his kingdom. And no matter how many times I come home and I'm like, okay, dad's home, king of the castle is home. It may be just king of the castle in my home, but I'm not the king of all kings. There's only one king. There's only one ruler. And his name is Jesus. See, we forget that as believers, that there's only one ruler in his kingdom because we want things done our own way. See, our, our kingdom, my kingdom, your kingdom is, is everything we want to see happen in our life the way we want it to happen. That's our kingdom, our timing. We want it done this way. Everything needs to be uh, in my life like this rather than saying, Lord, I surrender my life to you, your timing, the way you want to do it, how I need to respond, how I can be with people. It's about your kingdom. And although when we receive Jesus, we still have a lot of junk in our hearts, we're in process of that exchange. But unless that exchange takes place, we will never come to the place of fullness. We'll always be empty. We're always going to be dissatisfied. But with the kingdom of God, you're satisfied because that exchange takes place and it's his life for our life. Here's the good news. When you surrender your kingdom, your life, how you've been building your life, all the benefits of his kingdom is yours too. All the benefits. 
That's why in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, Jesus says, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? What can we give in exchange for our soul? What, what is worth more than our soul? See, we cannot have the world and be a part of his kingdom. We will have to surrender one of them. We're going to have to give up one of them. Either I'm going to give up my ways and the ways of the world, or I'm going to give up the kingdom of God. I can't go in halfway. I can't go in with, with a little bit of my life and then a little bit of his life. I need to go all in. God, I want my, the life that you promised me. I want, I want everything that you promised me. That's the life I want to live. I don't want to go in halfway. You don't, you don't get married halfway. You don't, you don't go into a, a championship game halfway. You don't end the football game at halftime. No, it's, it's, you go the full 48 minutes for a basketball game, the full 60 minutes for an NFL game. You, you, you go the whole thing because one second matters. That can be the, the game-winning shot. That could be the walk-off touchdown. It could be a walk-off home run. The, the kingdom of God gives us more benefits than the kingdom of this world. His kingdom is endless. So all the benefits come with it. But we got to go all in. Now, going all in doesn't mean we're all perfect. Going all in means, God, you have my whole entire heart. You have everything of me. I'm surrendering it all to you. And what that means is when we make mistakes, when we sin, we're turning to him, not running away. We catch it, and then we're teachable enough to repent and then say to the Lord, what can I do differently? How can I be better? Lord, can you teach me who I'm becoming? Give me the vision of who I'm supposed to be. Help me to learn through this process. And he will. He will give to all men generously and women wisdom. He said, ask me. I have all the wisdom you need, so ask me. I'll give it to you. The problem is, sometimes when he gives it, we're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. Why don't, why don't you tell them to do this first? Why don't you ask her to ask me for forgiveness first why don't you tell him to make it right with me first like we'll we'll have those thoughts but god is saying no no here's the wisdom for you if you want to surrender it all here's where you are it's it's on you i'm giving you the necessary wisdom so that you can be a part of my kingdom surrender it all to him See, while we're gaining the world, we're draining our soul. That's the exchange. But when we step into his kingdom, while we're walking in his kingdom, he's filling our soul, which means we're following him. So surrender, surrender it all to him. That life that we want to live on our own, all by ourselves, our kingdom, the kingdom that we, we're trying to build. Surrender that to him. See, we all have a way to come to God. We all have a different story. We all have our journeys. But with that journey comes the story of what God is building in us. 
And then when, he, when we're a part of his kingdom, he says, now I want you to help others become a part of my kingdom. You know, this year, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's completely there yet, but, you know, Halloween comes up. And I know there's controversy with many Christians. They say, hey, you know, Halloween is the devil's night. I'm like, no, every day is the Lord's day. The devil can't steal a day from the Lord. Every day, the Bible says that I have created this day for you. Rejoice and be glad in it. Now, on the night of Halloween, I know there's weird stuff that happens or people do weird things or, you know, it, it comes from some, uh, or, or there, there's a history with, with Halloween. But here's our hope. Our hope is that we would redeem the day. Redeem the day. Redeem that night. That although people may be doing weird things on Halloween, what we want to do is we want to reach out to people. Not surrender the night. We're going to surrender our, our wants and our kingdom to the kingdom of God. So for us as a church, this is what we're going to do on October 31st. From 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, we're going to have what we call a trunk or treat. And what we're going to do is we're going to open up our parking lots so that you and your family can bring your children safely in your cars. You've got to stay in your car. And it's going to be a drive-through trunk or treat. So we're going to, we have a, a people that will have their cars up here. We have our staff and some others that will decorate their cars. We're going to have candy for the children. And it's going to be contactless. In other words, nobody's going to be touching things. We're going to make sure that when we're bagging the candies, that we're wearing gloves, everything is sanitized. And we'll put it in uh, packets so that we can get it to you. And all you have to do is roll down your window, and then we'll throw it at you. And you just got to catch it. That's all there is to it. We're not going to throw it. Pastor Marsha wanted to. She wanted to have some cannons and have it shoot out, and then all the kids catch it. I thought that was a great, exciting moment, yet teeth might get knocked out or an eyeball might get knocked out. But the heart behind it was we want to get it to you, to your family, to your children, in a, a very simple, easy, and safe way. So we might put it on the end of a... a a rod or something or a fishing pole we'll just be creative with it but what we want to do is still give the children an opportunity to dress up to get ready and and still go around and get some candy let's not rob the children of that let's continue to build them up and the hope is this that when you invite your family and friends that they'll come that much closer to jesus if someone is 50 steps away from Jesus, maybe this trunk or treat will get them one step closer. And now they're only 49 steps closer. And then another person invites them or, or prays for them or, or does something. And then they're 48, 47. Then eventually 20 steps, then two steps, and then one step. And then they receive Jesus Christ. But that one step is very important and so we want to utilize that night as a way to reach out to our family and friends in a way that they might start thinking about Jesus. And so we have a digital invite. In fact, they're going to put that on, uh, if you're on any of the platforms, they're going to put that digital invite and it'll help you to pass that out. You can text someone with it and just tell them, hey, at our church, we're having this uh, trunk or treat. It's a drive-through. And just explain to them what I explained to you. It's going to be safe. And it's going to be from 4 to 6. All we know is we're going to utilize that night for his kingdom. It's all about his kingdom. We surrender it all to him. And let's watch what he does on that night. But we surrender it all to him because he's the one that must 
be in control. As we see in our world today, we don't want mankind to be in control. We want God to be in control. That's why we've been praying. In fact, last Friday, uh, we had our prayer night. Uh, It was via Zoom. And we were just praying for our country, praying for the churches, praying for our families, our communities, praying for this next election. And I I pray that God will help you in making a wise decision. We have a web page that you can click on also that will help you to make a decision now, it's not, it's not us saying, you need to vote for this person. What we're saying is, here's some things you should think through when voting. And so you can go online uh, and, and look at those websites. But it's leading up to our call 2020. And on that night, what we're going to do, which is October 30th, uh, the day before Halloween, from 6.30 to 7.30, we're going to be praying. And we're also fasting from, actually started last week, Friday, leading up to October 30th. And you can fast one meal. You can fast a day or two or more. Just make sure you know your, your abilities or your limits. And please ask your doctor first before you start fasting food. Make sure you're drinking water, though. That's the main part of when you're fasting. Make sure you're having, uh, getting water. Uh, and then for some of you, because of health risks, uh, please uh, be wise in it. And always uh, consult your physician so that you know what you need to do in order to do a spiritual fast. And then leading up to that night, uh, we're going to not only give instruction, but we're going to be praying that night. And so you can tune in. There's going to be a link that you can connect to that will help you to be a part of the night. But this is all a part of us saying, God, we want your kingdom to come. So I'm encouraging you to be a part of Called 2020. You're going to see on Instagram uh, different words coming up because we want to encourage you leading up to the day of our prayer. We want to encourage you to be a part of what God is doing. And every day you're going to see a word that comes up and, and that word is described or we're going to give a description of that word that encourages us to continue to pray and then watch what God does. Watch what he does in our life and in our families, in our nation, our communities, our state. Because we're praying. We're saying, Lord, let your kingdom come, not ours. You be in control, not us. Not another person be in control. Or or if God is saying, "I, I want to be a part of your life and you a part of mine, then we surrender it to him, our kingdom to him, and we're saying, God, I want to give you it all. I want to give you my entire life, my thoughts. I want to even surrender my finances to you. Help me to steward well my finances the way you want me to. I want want to surrender my my family to you, my spouse to you, my marriage to you. I want to do things your way. And God's way is the blessed way. Because he knows how we work. He created us. He created marriage. So he knows how marriage works. He knows what makes a marriage work what it's supposed to be. It's his way. Why? Because he created that way. That's why Jesus said, for this reason, a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. He's talking about a male and female. He's saying, this is what marriage looks like. And he's giving us the context. Now, even in marriages, we have difficulties. But it doesn't mean we stop and we say, I don't want to be a part of the kingdom of God. No, no. There's something that we're learning. When we're surrendering to God, that means he's going to show us how to truly live. See, there cannot be two kings in the kingdom of God. Just ask Satan. He knows. I mean, don't ask him. Just read the scriptures. He tried. 
to overtake God. He said, I can be, I can be like the most high. I can be, I can be better than him. I can, I can be higher than him. And because of that, he was booted out of heaven. Why? Because God will honor your request. If you want your own kingdom, you can. The kingdom of, de- uh, the kingdom of Satan is hell. Literally, it's hell. There's no love there. There's, there's, there's no light. It's just darkness. In fact, the Bible says there, there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's just torment. But the kingdom of God is life. The kingdom of God is where love is, compassion, perfection. That's his kingdom. See, when you, when you surrender it all to him, here's the benefit. You're surrendering it all to Jesus. But with that comes that you too, one day, will be with him in paradise. But we don't need to wait. We don't need to wait till we're on the cross to be assured or we're on our deathbed to be assured like the thief that was on the cross. We don't need to wait for that moment. We can be assured right now. See, if your soul has been drained, I want to encourage you to surrender it all to Jesus so that he can fill you afresh. This is what Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, and I'll I'll close with this. Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls. Not might, you will. It's a promise from him because he knows that that will happen. And then he says this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's still a burden. But his burden is a lot lighter than the burdens we will carry on our own. I want to give you some reflection questions. And if you want to use it for discussion, that's fine too. But it's, this is more reflection. If you're in a home group, you can use this to discuss. And sometimes it's, it's very personal, so you can discuss what you feel comfortable with. But the question is, how much of your life have you surrendered to the kingship of Jesus? I remember when Heidi and I gave our lives, when, well, she gave her life to Jesus a lot longer than I did, but I remember when I gave my life to Jesus and Heidi and I talked about surrendering it all, you know what was the hardest thing to surrender but was the easiest? It was our finances. Hard because we had bills to pay. We had, we had uh, goals to purchase things. But it was easy because of what he did for us on the cross. In other words, Jesus gave his entire life so that we could have eternity in heaven with him. The riches of heaven nowhere compared to the riches here on this earth. So we thought, it's a no-brainer for us. We're going to surrender everything to him because there's only one king in his kingdom, and it is him, not me, not our checkbook. We surrendered it all to him. Our time was another thing. We're going to go to church every Sunday? Yep, every Sunday. It took me a long time to even take a vacation, even being on staff from a Sunday. It took, because in the beginning when Heidi and I made that decision, Sundays for us was very important to learn and grow in God as well as for the fellowship time. And it took a long time to even take a vacation on a Sunday morning. 
because it was that valuable and still is. But at the same time, because we surrendered everything to him, he is always with us. The second question is, are you willing to surrender it all to him? And then why or why not? Like really search deep. Like why am I not willing to surrender? Do I not trust you? Do I have, do I have issues with, with in my life that others have let me down and I feel like you're going to let me down too? Or, or maybe certain things have happened and I don't see your faithfulness. Asking him those questions helps with surrendering it all to him. And then the third thing, who can you reach out to today to invite them to be a part of his kingdom? Or at least begin praying for them. Because I think these questions will help us as we establish his kingdom here on this earth. Your kingdom come. Not my kingdom, not our kingdom, but his kingdom come. I'm so thankful that no matter who wins the election, whether it's a local mayor or eventually another governor or the president of the United States, I'm so glad that in his kingdom, there's only one king. And no matter what rulers we may have on this earth, we as believers follow one king, and his name is Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that as we pray to you, we know we're praying to one king in the kingdom. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. And even though that thief was on the cross, you didn't condemn him. You didn't say you're not worthy. When he asked you, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Part of his heart was probably thinking you might forget. But can you remember me when you come into your kingdom? Maybe he didn't know that, maybe he didn't expect you to say, today you will be with me in paradise. In other words, you reminded him that you will never forget about us, that we are always on your mind, always on your heart. So may we surrender it all to you so that we can be a part of your kingdom in exchange for the kingdom you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said together, amen.